0: hey welcome here everybody um so i I want it just in case you aren't really a social media person or you're not really an email checker and you just happen to be showing up here this morning we just want to give you context that um paul Redekop, a member of our church community someone who back when we were gathering was often found you know back in the uh running not sound but like technical stuff in the background and uh just a really valuable member of our community, a good friend to so many, suddenly passed away this week. So we felt it appropriate um, to give some space this morning, both, both at the beginning and at the end in different ways for us to just process that kind of the shock and the grief or whatever might be coming up for us this morning. And I was thinking, you know, sometimes we can in communities of faith we can have a a hard time being with grief because we'll remember things like well the joy of the lord is my strength or you know those be not afraid and then those things that can sometimes be used as silencers rather than invitations and so um just what we're gonna do a welcoming prayer practice which i think is good at any time, but especially when we're navigating something that can have all sorts of different emotions come up for us. And I wanted to leave you with a couple things before we get into this practice. Um, I love the definition of joy. That says joy is the feeling that says, I'm happy to be with you. So when I think about the joy of the Lord being my strength, when I'm sad or shocked or overwhelmed or numb, It's comforting to know that my joy is the fact that God is happy to be with me in whatever feeling I'm experiencing in the moment. And it's not about be happy, get over it, move on. And so I think as we move through this as a community in your own life, whether you're surprised at the amount of grief you have, because grief is like that, sometimes it will take us into other areas that we've maybe ignored. And sometimes the grief can feel bigger than we're expecting. Or maybe it's feeling like, I feel like I should be upset, but I'm more numb. Whatever you're feeling, I just, I want you to know that the joy of God is that he is with us and um, happy to be with us in whatever we're experiencing. And I... I couldn't help but think of um, the line from the Leonard Cohen song that says, ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. We don't need to do this perfectly. We just need to do it together. And ring whatever bell we can ring this morning. So if that's grief or sadness or numbness or shock Or happiness, we're allowed to have it. We're allowed to bring it. So I would invite you right now, we're going to go through a welcoming prayer together, which welcoming prayer is consenting to God's presence and actions in our physical and emotional reactions to events and situations. It basically is just saying, oh, this is what's here. God is with me in this. So it kind of helps you move through the shoulds, maybe that come up. So I invite you just to sit back. If you want privacy during this time, feel free to turn off your camera. And I invite you to just get comfortable wherever you are, take a deep breath. Put your hand on your heart if it helps you just to remind you to be present with whatever comes up in your body. I'm going to read this welcoming liturgy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself in this moment. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within right now. Amen. So I invite you to focus on a feeling or a sensation that's coming up for you. Remember, it doesn't have to be a certain feeling, just whatever is coming up for you. You can focus on that feeling and just sink into it. This isn't about indulging bad feelings. It's not about amplifying them or justifying them. It's just about feeling the feeling and accepting that it's there. Don't run away from it or fight it. Just feel what it's like to be experiencing it. The word feel can mean either to have a physical experience or to have a mental experience of encountering an emotion. Notice your body, how you're tense or anxious or hot or fidgety, or maybe you just feel like, could I just sleep and get out or get over this? It's like a meditation. You're just observing the feeling, not trying to change it. I invite you now to just welcome that emotion. I encourage you to say welcome whatever the feeling is, grief, sadness, joy, numbness, avoidance, fear, rage, anger, welcome. And just remember, the welcoming prayer is for feelings and emotions, not what triggered them. We're just dealing, staying with our emotions right now. So we're just going to sit here. I'm going to, we're going to have just half a minute here of silence where we can just be with that feeling. So I invite you to say with me, I let go of the desire to change this feeling. I choose to be with it, like God chooses to be with me and my feelings. Finally, I invite you to open your hands and say, God, I give you my feeling, whatever that is. One more deep breath. If your eyes have been closed, I invite you to open them as you're ready. And then, lastly, I'll leave you with a thought on community. This is the value of Christian community. We help each other silence the accuser. We tend each other's wounds, show each other our scars, see and forgive each other's shortcomings. Let each other cry, make each other laugh, and are absolutely adamant about grace for everyone. We insist on freeing each other from the grip of the accusing voice, and we amplify the voice of God. May you feel God's joy at being with you in whatever feelings you need to welcome today and in the coming week. Amen.
1: This is the portion of our time together where we have communion. And in doing so, we remember what Christ did on our behalf. He did what no other human could do. He died for the sake of all humanity, taking our sin and consuming it entirely, saving us from the power and the ultimate ramifications of sin. Our posture as we take communion is meant only to be, we accept, we need this, we need Christ's salvation. We're meant to examine ourselves as we take it, but not in order to flog ourselves or wear shame and self-loathing. Rather, the examination is about once again recognizing our need of salvation and Christ's work on the cross that has already covered all of our sin. You may recoil a bit at the word sin, but it is a reality as much as gravity is. We do things that harm ourselves and others, and we live in our false selves and in our shadows. We experience our salvation when we accept the grace and the mercy that Christ offers, that removes the tarnish in our lives, that covers up the diamond that is our truest selves. And we become as near to what we were created to be as possible. This morning, as we take the cup and bread, can we say in our hearts, we accept your salvation and we remember you, your work on the cross, Christ. So let's pray. Jesus, we are so grateful for your sacrifice on our behalf. Your victory over sin is our victory over sin. Would you help us to see that you offer, that your offer of salvation, this ability to rise up in our truest selves is available to us every day it is our manna and it is fresh every morning we eat and drink in remembrance of you amen
2: Amen.
3: Yeah, Jesus, I thank you for feeding us. I thank you for giving your life for us. I thank you. Thank you. So good morning. I feel like we should start with that song, a whole new world. Although actually it's just like a continuation of the the one before it seems. But uh, yeah, 2021, wowzers. Who even thought we'd make it? Um, The news of Paul's passing on December 30th was shocking and it was heartbreaking. It felt like a final blow of 2020 after a string of many, many others. But this one was close and it really hurts. Paul was a bright light, he made me laugh. He shared a love of Doctor Who, which I watched in his honour on New Year's Day. And he loved and served and reached out to many and he will be very missed. I am so sad for and with Esther. And at the end of this morning, if you've got a story that you want to tell about Paul, then let's take some time to do that because memory is stored in community. We have our own little pieces of it, but it's actually as we share them with each other that that memory actually becomes a real thing. So we all need each other. It is really hard to wish anyone a happy new year. I found it like super impossible. I was like, that's not actually happy. Um, We are in the middle of a global pandemic and we're surely right in that still up to our ears. Um, So I was thinking about that, and so on New Year's Day I made this. Which says, hope for the new year, I can't whip up a happy. So before we get to uh, hope for a new year, let's just briefly look back at 2020 and see what we're carrying with us, because although it is a whole new world, Actually it isn't, so we carry stuff with us from before. If you are watching this on Facebook, you can comment in the comments underneath. If you are listening on the podcast and you are driving, please make no written comment. Store them away, that's not legal or safe. Um, If you are right here, then I would love to invite you to use the chat. So go at her. Uh, You can write any kind of silliness in there that you like. Do you have a word that sums up 2020? If you if you could put it into one word, uh, I won't. I'm going to read any that are um, good, given that we have little ears around the place. Um, you know, I will. I'll I'll not read the ones that are um, explicit, but feel free to put them in because it's real. If it's not for public consumption, that's fine. But say it because it's real, right? And real is where we're at. So uh, my word for 2020 is weird. Man, it was weird. 2020 was not what I expected. It didn't roll as I thought it might. I like control. I like to know what's happening. None of that. I had little control. The only control I had was over my responses within it. The whole thing was just plain weird. The epitome of craziness. Stressful, revealing, overwhelming. Yep, they're coming in so fast, I can't even read them. But um, keep throwing them in there. If you use uh, Instagram or Facebook, you've probably seen people's top nines, that people put up a grid of their top nine posts from the year. These are the posts that got the most likes. They may or may not be your actual highlights. And I ran the algorithm for myself to extract my top nine. Um, And three of those pictures were of me lying down. It's like, well, that's a little depressing. And although they were not my highlights, they were my lowlights. They were the ones that actually drew out the most compassion from others, which is why they got the most likes. Our real moments make us vulnerable, but they also make us relatable. And then we hear words like me too, and I hear you, and I love that about you, and I'm sorry. And those words do the thing of forming community. Those those are the the things we gather around. We gather around each other in moments of this sucks things that are surreal and difficult and chaotic and uncertain we've seen our community in action in the last few days as we've gathered as well as we can under the current restrictions around esther so many of you instantly responded with love and care and how can i help offering yourselves and your time and your gifts and your money and we rise up as a community when stuff goes down and i've seen that through this whole year and i'm really moved by it and deeply grateful for it and for each of you. It's one of the reasons that I know we're okay and we will be okay. With Jesus and you guys, we're golden. So my question in relation to all of that is who has been your community in 2020? Who've been your people? Who are you thankful for? Pick one or two of them and write them in the chat. And go. Who's been your community? I am thankful for Steve and Karen, who I share a home with. I'm thankful for those that I've worked alongside in keeping the bridge rolling. I'm thankful for my brother, who moved in with my dad for the duration, took one for the team. Good man. Um, And I'm thankful for many, many other people too. The list is long. And I tell you what, it's really worth making a list, actually, of the people who've been your community this year and thanking God for the gift of each of them. And you might want to do that later on. so uh have a read if you've got the chat that you can see at the same time as looking at me look at the chat it's cool there are neighbors family friends people i have no idea who they are which is cool our community isn't just us it's a community that spreads out which is great so one more question do you have something that you did in 2020 that you would never previously imagined doing is there something that you did in 2020 that you had never previously imagined doing write that in the chat for me I'll tell you one. it was having a birthday party with my friends and family from multiple places around the world it was something like you asked me on you know 2019 my birthday I've gone is that even a thing but it was a thing and it was a delight as everyone writes their things right now, I want you to be really careful not to compare yourself and go, oh yeah, I could have done that. Or, oh, shoot, I should have done that. I feel like this year has produced a lot of society pressure to do it right, to learn a new skill, bake sourdough bread, read all the books that have been piling up, be a superhuman homeschool teacher while working from home, to grow your own veg, and on and on the list went so let's just congratulate ourselves for a minute for just being here we have made it let's put down the comparisons because life is hard enough if you've changed into clean pajamas to go to bed then you were winning oh no wait that was just me <laughs> yeah that was me anyway sometimes i didn't even do that okay if you find yourself comparing and coming off badly in the comparison or even actually if you find yourself coming off well in comparison here is how you counter it look yourself in the mirror actually look yourself in the screen right now because you're all there and say you're okay you are loved just as you are it's okay if you didn't accomplish what you thought you might it's enough that we've made it through some of those are quite funny have a look at the chat And some of them are real. Air hug loved ones from a distance. Whoever thought that would be a thing? Drinking alcohol almost every day. Take a break, it's good for you. Have a day off a week at least. Getting through a cloud of loneliness. But yeah, there's lots. There's lots of things we didn't imagine. Doorstep visits, being the highlight of the week. Whoever thought that would be a thing? I actually love doing doorstep visits, they make me They make me really smile. I've loved dropping in on kids on their doorstep and singing happy birthday from the street. It's very cool. Alright, so uh, let's think about the coming year 2021. What are you feeling heading into this year? Do you have hope? Like Eden has written behind her? Do you have dread? Oh my gosh, Sylvia, trying to relearn grade 10 math. Ugh! Yeah, freaky. That's something probably you didn't imagine having to do. So looking ahead to 2021, how are you feeling? Do you wanna share it? Write it in the chat and then I'm gonna let you sit back and listen. So this is my last, write it in the chat. Although, you know, feel free to keep chatting. It's totally cool. So what are you feeling when come- when it's coming into 2021? What are you feeling heading into this year hopeful? Meh. Optimistic. Nervous. I feel like I'm actually ready to accept what comes. I think that's my thing. Or at least I hope I am. We'll see. Learning new ways to rest. Oh, I like that. From Karen. Looking for hope and beauty in every day. Hopeful for family camping and vacations and back to some normalcy. Yeah, that'll be nice. Last week during our gathering Eden read a phrase from the afterword in Honest Advent that really jumped out at me and uh, she read this phrase that just said an honest Advent leads to an honest hope. An honest Advent leads to an honest hope and when Karina and Eden and I got together to plan our next run of Sunday mornings um, we feel like this could be a good focus for our family as we head into 21. Um, Our honest hope, an honest hope. Hope is one of the words that I'm carrying with me into 2021. A tradition from very ancient times was for people to go out into the desert to seek out a mystic who'd retreated there to find a place where they could fully connect with God and when they found them the tradition was to ask them for a word, a word or a phrase that they could ponder for days, weeks, months or even a lifetime. It was like what we're planning to do with the Lectio Divina as we approach the word which in our case is the psalm for the day. What we're planning on doing is starting our Sunday mornings with the psalm which is in the lectionary for the week. Um, And using that as a asking God to give us a word from there. Strength, encouragement, challenge, whatever. Asking God to nourish us or challenge us. and A word that maybe we can wrestle with and maybe grow into. So uh, watch out for the introduction of that. That will happen on Wednesday this week online and then next Sunday. Um, But actually I've got three words for this year. Hey, the major had three gifts. I don't see why I can't have three words. So where is it written that there has to be only one word? Like, I don't think it is. My words are wonder, spaciousness, and hope. I like to have words for a year because those words become like intentions that I carry with me. In previous years, in this first service of the season, I've given you an opportunity to pick a word that you can carry with you into the year from a selection in a box. It's a little tricky to do that in our current reality so we're going to have a go we're going to break up into smaller groups um, and the leader of each group will randomly pick a word for you and then we'll come back and tell our Paul stories but we'll do that a bit later let's just talk about hope for a minute Uh, because our hope is not in what our hope is in who and we're going to just pop it over to steve mitchinson who's going to read us john 1 10 to 18 and go
2: good morning Gospel of John, uh, chapter 1, verses 10 to 18. The word was in the world, and the world was made through him, but the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, but his people did not accept him. Some people did accept him and did believe in his name. He gave them the right to become children of God. To be a child of God has nothing to do with human parents, Children of God are not born because of human choice or because a husband wants them to be born. They are born because of what God does. The word became a human being. He made his home with us. We have seen his glory. It is the glory of the one and only who came from the father and the word was full of grace and truth. John was a witness about the word. John cried out and said, this was the one I was talking about. I said, he who comes after me is more important than I am. He is more important because he existed before I was born. God is full of grace. From him, we all have received grace in place of the grace already given. In the past, God gave us grace through the law of Moses. Now, grace and truth comes to us through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only God, and is at the Father's side. The one at the Father's side has shown us what God is like.
3: Uh, Excuse me, I lost control of my chair. Um, I should need a chair without wheels. Uh, Our honest hope is in the Word who became a human being. He made his home with us. Through Advent, we waited for his coming. And now he is here and his invitation is to follow him into the year. After a break to look at the Beatitudes and then Honest Advent, we're going to go back and use the lectionary for our messages because it does the job of telling the story of Jesus really well. And he is where we want to center ourselves because he is the one who reveals God to us. He is our hope. Like Brian Zahn says, God is like Jesus. God has always been like Jesus. There has never been a time when God was not like Jesus. We have not always known what God is like, but now we do you know i like it god is god is like jesus god has always been like jesus there has never been a time when god was not like jesus we have always we have not always known what god is like but now we do john 118 says no one has ever seen god but the one and only is god and is at the father's side the one at the father's side jesus has shown us what god is like and we are going to put our focus on him because he's the one who will reveal God to us. Our honest hope is in him. So much of following Jesus is about prepositions. He with us, in us, working through us. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. He made his home with us and he is in us and because he's in us he works through us. Grace and truth come to us through Jesus and grace and truth go out into the world through us. I love um, Mother Teresa said this I see Jesus in every human being I say to myself this is hungry Jesus I must feed him this is sick Jesus this one has leprosy or gangrene I must wash him and tend to him I serve because I love Jesus and that's what I see in our community I see many people living like that many of us looking for Jesus and seeing him around us and serving him there so let's just keep doing that let's see Christ in those around us because christ is in us and he's the hope that we carry with us if we can keep our eyes on jesus if we can keep loving our neighbors as ourselves if we can see god in the eye of every stranger then we will be in good shape going into whatever 2021 holds right now actually all we do have is eyes because the rest of us is hidden behind a mask so let's really look each other in the eye and use our eyes to really see each other our honest hope is in Jesus, not in a specific outcome, but in the one who loves us most. In Ephesians 1, it says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. There's the in. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us, had, designed on, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. So my words for this year again are hope, reminding myself that hope is in him, not in any specific thing. It's wonder. I want to keep the eyes of a child as my default lens that I see with and spaciousness because I believe there is room to grow in this coming year. Let's pray and then we will go and get words. So God of all, we praise you for the gift of community. It's a huge joy to begin the new year together with one another and with you, in you, and with your life working through us. May we make you look good this year. May we be a people who demonstrate your love for us as we love each other and the world around us. Fill us with hope in you today. May we walk with you into this year with honest hope in our hearts. Amen.